Hello. Oh God. <laughs> I, I just I'm looking at myself in the Zoom, which uh, we're recording a little later today because uh, I took a boxing class. I think I might have a little tiny black eye. Really? Oh. You got a shiner. It wasn't very bad, but I did. I did get like we don't really like spar. It's like it's like playing tag. But I, I guess I did. But you get, punch like, in the face. A <laughs> face in a tag. town full of actors. It's like really well. That's true, actually. The guy that you might be surprised to learn, but the the guy I was sparring with definitely is also an actor. <laughs> and he let you punch him in the face in Not during pilot hard. season. I'm like I'm genuinely like. I, I, we both, this, this was just me. Like it was just a, you know, just got clipped a little bit, but yeah. Um, I'm, I'm like, I play it. I'm pretty light. I'm pretty light with the old hands. That's what they call me. Old pillow old light hands. hands. <laughs> Andrew light hands. Did I, you, have you seen your sparring partner? Have you seen him in anything? Where you're like, uh, Oh, there's the this lawyer is like the from gas House station, of Cards. Or the tire place. <laughs> Like there, more, how yeah. many headshots are like surrounding the uh, boxing gym? Oh, it ain't no boxing gym. It's a backyard. And <laughs> does <laughs> um, Pre-2020, I would have been like, get out of there. This is Scientology. But yeah. post-pandemic, yeah. No, I'm like, that actually best, sounds it's, responsible. It's the yeah. best way to do it. Yeah. That's, that's why I didn't uh, get COVID-19. Although I guess no one else did. But someone had a cough after one of the classes and... Boy, that was not great. No, it could have been the novel coronavirus 2019. Yeah. So you might have got a black eye. I might have a black eye. I can't tell. I can't tell if it's a Zoom. Um, Sorry, the other thing is I wore a cardigan to work the other day. Ooh. Ooh, Someone called me Cardi T. (laughs) (laughs) It's that kind of roast that I was just like, oh, my God. It's it's like It was a... And it, it just... I can tell it's never going away. Like, I have to burn that cardigan now. Yeah. I, can I tell you about the t- most recent time I got roasted real good? <laughs> first of all, this is the show, Yo, Is This Racist, uh, where we eventually listen to your voicemails about racism. Uh, first, we talk about some kind of current events. But first, first, we talk about <laughs> times we got roasted. I have a roast I'm after you, too. We'll each do <laughs> okay. a roast story. Who got roasted? I'm Tony Newsom. That's Andrew T. and our producer, Kevin Bartelt. Um, and when we got I was, roasted. And we got roasted. Boom, roasted. When I was in New York um, for the True Story premiere, uh, afterwards we went to the Comedy Cellar and I was in this like silver suit that a stylist had given me and I kept making jokes like, oh, I'm the Tin Man or whatever, but it was like fully silver, the whole thing. And I walked through the Comedy Cellar and the MC on stage <laughs> called out because I know it's a couple of days after Thanksgiving, but who brought their grandma's mac and cheese to the comedy <laughs> cellar? <laughs> and I was like, that is legitimately so good. I do look, look like, I do look like tinfoiled leftovers. Uh, uh, that's incredible. Really got me good. Um, I'll go fast. Mine is, there's a, a bar in Hollywood that had a line of like a hundred people. My best friend from Chicago flew out and I saw the line and was like, oh, this sucks. But our friend, engineer sam would like occasionally bartend there so i texted him like any chance you could like hook us up he said text me a photo of the bouncer I texted a photo of the bouncer <laughs> two minutes later the bouncer checks his phone puts it back in his pocket and then sam texted me i told him the nerdiest looking guy is my friend kevin please let him in with his friend 
<laughs> I walk up to this bouncer and I'm wearing a cardigan and he just goes, are you Kevin? And I was like, son of, a, son of a bitch. Oh man, that's a useful roasting. Yeah. Is that the show? I feel like we, we done, we've done a good, good <laughs> oh, thing, so. It's not over. No, we have to get to a lot of stuff. Oh, um, man. Andrew, okay, wait. We do need to talk about our shirts real quick because yeah. I joined the Wild Shirt Crew. Andrew, no. describe yours. I feel like I've done mine before. I've I made the switch from. I feel like Garfield Gang played out. Um, now mm. I'm 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 the uh, the ODB. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure of OD on my shirt. It doesn't work, but you're the uh, OD bastard. Yeah. O- okay. D. Uh, OD. I just realized yeah. both for dog reasons and for personality reasons, I'm like much more <laughs> of an Odie than a Garfield. For dog I, Although reasons. maybe for the listeners of this show, I come off like a Garfield, but I'm like, I'm more like punted off the table than like, uh, I'm only mean to racists. So, And so people the- see a different part of my personality. I don't know the characteristics of Garfield and Odie so well. Are you saying you're more of a DJ Jazzy Jeff to Garfield's Will Smith? Uh, I guess in that analogy, Garfield <laughs> tends to be more of an Uncle Phil. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand he's, the Garfield he's like universe. The, Garfield's like the grumpy, grumpy straight man. Oh. It, it doesn't line up great with, okay. with Fresh Never Prince. Mind. But he's closer to the grumpy straight man. Than the than the wacky wacky guy, wacky charisma guy. There's kind of no um, wacky charisma guy on Garfield, so that's that's where wild. things fall apart a little bit. Yeah, you might be surprised to learn Garfield's not very charismatic. <laughs> it's a bit of a dry <laughs> as, a, as a as a comic strip, not just as a character, comic. but as a comic strip. There's not a lot of uh, va va voom there. Um, well, okay, we promise we'll get to the racism, but speaking of Vava Voom, my yeah. shirt, my Tawny. Etsy purchase shirt is, it looks like the, the Ninja Turtles, but they're all <laughs> green Tina Turners with the like um, Ninja Turtle eye masks on them in different colors. And it says Teenage Mutant Tina Turners. And then one of the, one of the Tina Turtles um, is coming out of a sewer that says Nutbush Sewer. Um, I think those are all the little Easter eggs. There's like it's a little pretty, sign. Pretty it's wild. Pretty good. Yeah. It also it's that like type of um Photoshop where they took a is it an I can't okay, so I can't see it clearly enough on the zoom. Is it's it's a like a color tinted photo of Tina Turner. No, are those illustrations? Yeah. They're yeah. illustrations. Oh, okay. But it, it yeah. looks like that like very unpleasant, like basic Photoshop technique where you just like Take yeah. a photo of a human being and then just start sliding and the then color call. bars around. Yeah, because it's no, it's, this is drawn, but it's it's like drawn in a photorealistic ish style. Yeah, like it's not like a cartoon Tina Turner. It's like a human <laughs> render. It's like a, a a attempt to illustrate by like with a pen, I guess, or you know yeah. whatever. A a human realistic Tina Turner, but then with green skin. <laughs> Yeah, it does feel like an iron-on patch from the '90s, and it feels like I get about 13 washes out of this thing before it just disintegrates. <laughs> That's um, what we'll Etsy's have a picture, all about. 
We'll have yeah. a picture of it up on the uh, the Suboptimal Pods Instagram. Follow that at Suboptimal Pods. Speaking of Suboptimal Pods, what's that you say? Oh, well, it's our subscription site. Maybe you've heard of a thing called Patreon. We just d- made our own weird thing for reasons that yeah. are boring. But uh, ours is suboptimalpods.com, and that's where you can subscribe to our premium content, which is even less to do with racism than this show is. You're thinking, (laughs) how is that possible? Don't worry, we'll we'll get to it. Um, (laughs) And you can also uh, support this show by a a little $1 a month donation jar. So light light lifting. uh, special edition this week of Dear Dairy uh, that dropped with uh, Tawny and her friend Steph. Yeah, we did a Dear Dairy memory lane all about my weird ass hallmark ass uh little horse town backville <laughs> my, my hometown um, you weird ass hallmark ass <laughs> horse town ass horse motherfucking cow town clogger ass uh, <laughs> two prison having uh <laughs> i just started naming the statistics <laughs> gross domestic product being sorghum ass <laughs> Tawny driving four miles an hour with her window down, <laughs> shouting at just the building. Municipal roast. <laughs> just naming naming stuff as you see it. Y'all having 97,000 people having ass. Um, Target right. looking. <laughs> strip mall having. 62 miles from San Francisco commuter ass. <laughs> okay. We promise. Racism that- time. Oh, man. So I, I've been very busy with work this week. Um, still working on that 90s show on Ooh. Netflix, eventually coming out. I don't think we have a release date yet. It's an excellent promo. I have never worked on a show uh, like a multicam, like a sitcom, like like a play uh, type show. And I did not realize how many of our jokes, speaking of the roast theme we've been on in, in this type of show are essentially of the like your mama format <laughs> like 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 it's not that but it is like more of my brain than i realized uh first of all is capable of but needs to de- delve into some version of like you know you're so bald how bald blah 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 mm-hmm. um uh it's mostly that <laughs> <laughs> in a way that I was like, oh, I was not like prepared or realized I was able to do uh, all that. But I was like, okay, 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 okay. You hadn't been yeah. exercising your yo mama muscles. Yeah, which is why I'm enjoying this municipal roast because this is how <laughs> this is how I get there. <laughs> I'm gonna do another show for Suboptimal called uh, Municipal Roast. I'm just gonna roast people's hometowns. Send me your facts. <laughs> Send me your we get, municipal no. facts, and I will roast your town. People would okay. really enjoy that. <laughs> this is okay. Here, this is it's starting so to stupid. feel like maybe, maybe okay. Write or call in about whether this should be a separate show, yeah. or a like one-time donation, like cameo style, but not mm. cameo as in we'll say anything you want, but cameo as in. We mm-hmm. will read the Wikipedia page of your town and and or look at like Google Street View of your town and just mm-hmm. roast it for thirty seconds or a it's minute like or LA so. podcast meets Wild and Out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the sliver in that Venn diagram. I want to meet those people. I guess it's just I guess it's us sitting yeah. here right now. Yeah. I think now I'm 
Uh, is it is it bad that I'm very excited about maybe doing this? <laughs> no, this is a great <laughs> idea that we just came up with while we're stalling before talking about racism. Okay, so so racism's uh, hard, y'all. We're sorry. We're getting to it. Also, we more than usual. I was not paying attention to like the news this week, um, but uh, after uh, and we recorded. I guess we we recorded right before. Uh, Andrew Yang's dumbass came out in defense of Joe Rogan. And and so being that I am the person, uh, here's what I will say about Andrew Yang is I called that shit within, like, I think I read basically three of his tweets and I was like, this motherfucker, like ever, like learned of the existence of Andrew Yang. And in under 10 minutes, I knew he was a fucking like bootlegger, bootlicking white supremacist. Uh, I wish boot- he was a bootlegger. Sucking. I know. Book, bootlegger? Boot, bootlegging ass, prohibition era ass, motherfucker. Hallmark ass. <laughs> Teetotaling looking. Sorry, sorry. Okay, so. No, no. Uh, anyway, to the point where I, I have, um, I just, for two things. One is now I I have like, listen, I, I suffer and I'm very bad with this sort of like gatekeeping syndrome that is mm. very unpleasant, a very unpleasant aspect of um, especially people with sort of like progressive politics is like points of view. That's very annoying. But my gatekeeping instincts have never been harder <laughs> than like, oh, you mm. guys can't. Where the fuck were you talking about Andrew Yang? <laughs> when I knew he was a piece of shit within 10 minutes. And so mm. uh, so I have gone too hard in that lane to the point where um, the only thing we could remember about racism this week was that we didn't manage to talk about Andrew Yang defending Joe Rogan by using, mm. I'm not even like, I know he has black friends, but I'm sure he has black friends. <laughs> Which is like... Um, truly the fact that Andrew Yang, this is why I'm like eternally like frustrated with the Asian community. And look, I understand why they are eternally not fucking with me. Uh, not eternally, many people, the good ones do, but just the like general unthinking Asian community, especially in Hollywood, it's a little bit like this guy, this guy talks shit about Asian people a lot, but it's because we fucking suck at some stuff specifically like Andrew Yang was legitimately held up as like a civil rights leader which is so fucking pathetic I'm trying to think if like not that this is a fair analogy but like like I don't even know who like that's like like I don't know just left of not Candace Owen, but like just like like if that was as good as black folks had was like Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. a like right wing like yeah I I have black friends how could I be racist like mm-hmm. person like that is fucking pathetic yeah um, that's rough and it makes it it's just like so eternally disappointing um, yeah at it's least just people rough are that like they're having. Yeah, and obviously we know that, or we don't know, I assume that um, those leaders and thought leaders exist, but, you know, who people have chosen to put the focus on. It's just very telling of what we expect out of, um, of, uh, you know, that model minority stuff has hurt us in a lot of ways. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, well, and I think that's, that's part of the problem is like, as much as like the like young activisty types of Asian people come at me, it's like, we're not like that. There's this and this. It's like, that also, I think ignores the reality that like a lot of us are like that. Like right, right. I, I clocked Andrew Yang because I'm like, yeah, this motherfucker is exactly you like recognized it. the assholes in my family. And yeah. it's like, yeah, I know what that is. Like this upper middle class East Asian, um, you know, wannabe white person. It makes me think of those. Um, I don't even know their names, but all those like uh, misogynist black guy Twitter spaces dudes who are like, women, if you want to get a man, you need to keep yeah. your nails long and your period short. And you're like, what, sir? <laughs> I don't even know how to control that. What are you talking about? Uh, and like, they usually are quote unquote Democrats or think of themselves as somewhat left or whatever, but then they just have yeah. these very right wing views. It'd be like if that was our are yes. the best yes, black yes. folks had in terms of like a, a political yeah. It's like figure. it's like if Charlemagne was the best like uh, that black people had. Truly though, yikes. that's like a that's the level we're talking about. Sure, like like it's bad, 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 bad that he is as good as Asian people get in terms of national prominence, and that in and of itself is racist. Uh, just the fact that like like the democratic party in general could hold this guy up as like, this is, this is bringing Asian, this Asian people, this is what they need. It's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like that guy is a racist clown. So Andrew Yang also deleted the tweet and then said later, I like to believe the best of people, especially if I've met them or spent time with that person. Sometimes it makes me miss something. I think we should have the capacity to forgive people, whether a podcaster or a mayor. <laughs> yeah. If they mess up, maybe it's because I mess up too. What's frustrating, uh, I, this narrative keeps happening too, of like, we should just have the capacity to forgive this person. It's like, this man has been doing this show since 2009. He is, we've given him more than a needed amount of times to like yeah. correct his wrongdoings. He obviously is not. And so just being like, why? you know, cancel culture, really okay, trying to end this guy. Yeah. It's like, first of all, he's made a hundred million dollars and he's going to keep, he's going to keep doing this. Like, stop trying to yeah. be like, man, I really wish we could try to, well, you know, forgive him instead of just, you know. Well, Andrew yeah. Yang's thing specifically though, too, is he is super invested in forgiving racists. Yeah. He only speaks out in forgiving, <sighs> uh, forgiving racists and never about you know, for, forgiving not wrongly being, incarcerated black folks or like whatever. Or not yeah. being racist in the first place. Like, let's yeah. start there and then we don't have to, because there's a lot of people just not doing the racism. So that saves you a step. Yeah. You know, like, we don't yeah. have to be doing the forgiveness dance if you just don't do the racisms to begin with. The Also, folks like that, it drives me crazy. And we've said this a million times on this show, so this is not new. And I probably just stole it from Andrew and I'm regurgitating it here. But... The folks that that believe so staunchly in this idea of the free market who have such a fucking boner for <laughs> the free yeah. market deciding all and that's the ultimate egalitarian, you know, way to function in a society, then get their panties in a twist when this super millionaire is slightly inconvenienced by the fact that look, there is no such thing as cancel culture, but all all that is happening is someone that people that a lot of people liked, we 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 uncover or some of us always knew that this person yep. did something bad, or in this case, did a lot of bad things over 70 times. 
100 and then by the last count. Over 100? Oh my god. Yeah, I think over 100 times. 100 so that's a centennial. I think he gets a yeah. I think he gets a special chip for that. Yeah. Um, you know what though? <laughs> he's on a strike 114 in terms of saying the N-word on air. You're so, right. You're right. You know, so, you can't can't call him out. That's like an entire baseball game. It's not just three strikes are out. He himself has lost a a baseball game. <laughs> wow. That, I don't even get sports, but that feels staggering. So what has happened is someone prominent has done something that doesn't sit right with people. And so a bunch of people say, you know what? I don't feel like consuming his stuff anymore. And I'm not going to support the place that keeps giving him millions of dollars. And those people, the market said, hey, I'm free to decide if I want to listen to this bigot anymore. And then the people who employ him have to go, hey, is this going to cost us more money and give us more headache in the end? Should we pull his episode? Should we get rid of him? And they make a business-minded decision right now, which seems to say, now nah, we're cool with this random shit and we're fine yeah. to lose the business. This, this is the free market that these people keep talking about. So yeah. their, precious, their precious free market is their, their dreaded can- cancel culture that yeah. we, I, I just see it as exercising our economic yeah. right to not have to fucking listen to too many bigots no truly it's like oh cancel culture's poison cancel culture censorship you should be forced to continue to pay spotify yeah. uh, money even though you don't like what they're doing as a business you consumer have to do this right or, like or the, else he's being censored the government joe biden's government didn't kick his episodes off spotify for the n-word i wish there was a law I yeah. wish there was a more of yeah. a hate speech law that's like, hey, if you say a bunch of slurs, you don't get to have a, a, a podcast yeah, on a thing that... It's a tax. No, even yeah. more insult. I don't know if you saw this. Why did I see this? I should have been working. Um, <laughs> the Spotify did say they were going to like have like a $100 million fund. By the way, so $100 million fund, that's equal to what they paid one man. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. To, to like promote and buy shows from uh, like podcasters of color, mm. which is like so fucking racist that like mm-hmm. that's that's the, the two sides of their ledger are one racist who, who we will never let go and mm-hmm. people of color. <laughs> mm-hmm. Generic people <laughs> like, of color. That's that's the value. That's the two sides of their value proposition. That's them having it both ways. That's their like both sides of it is. And listeners, well, you get to decide which side you're on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they've they've now made it a binary. Yeah. Look, but again, also as we said, whatever, probably two weeks ago, I think. Um, we are not saying any other music streaming service is better. There's no. probably the reality that it's just music streaming is so fucking unethical but yes yeah there's a lot of benefit from it so i don't know there's a lot of legitimate uh feedback there's some like you know criticism and outrage but i'll call it feedback uh that i've been reading from musicians who are like you know while we support folks speaking out uh we're upset that you know for years musicians have been complaining about the predatory tactics of of this streaming service and others like it and and the fact that they weren't listened to the fact that all these indie musicians and people who didn't have huge labels behind them to kind of subsidize their careers are like okay great so it took this one guy saying the n-word a hundred times which is terrible but like why weren't you listening to the fact that i get paid 0.0001 cents a stream and i can't you know uh, uh live as a as a working artist anymore like the days of just being a recording artist and selling your music are 
effectively over in large part due to these streaming services. So I'll just reiterate my tip again. Use them like a commercial every year yeah. when you get your Spotify wrapped or or multiple times throughout the year. Look at your top artists that you listen to all the time and then go to that artist's chosen uh, commerce site of choice. It's usually Bandcamp, but not always. You can usually find it in their social media bios or link trees and buy their album because you've listened to it so much. So treat the streaming service if you're not ready to walk away from it Treat it like advertisements exposing you to new people so that you can then go support them by buying a few albums a year. Yeah. Or cancel your membership. I support that choice too. I'm just a yeah. coward. I know. Yeah, I think something that frustrates me is I hear a lot of people saying like, if you have a problem with them, just don't listen to them. It's like, what do you think I'm doing? Like, obviously yeah, well, you I'm not. sitting here. Wild. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I think there's like an argument of like, if you have a problem with it, like all you have to do is not listen to it. It's like, yeah, that's what, people who aren't racist are doing they're not listening to them it's not about right. that that's um, been so. from the jump but it's like how many atoms of your money do you want going to him and yeah the answer is zero but mm -hmm. again it is also like reasonable to like every dollar you spend goes to a fucking racist on some level so <laughs> what a joyful is that, thought is that right. bleak like, enough to to go to a commercial break yeah, I think that feels great and bleak. And when we come back, we're going to listen to some voicemails that Kevin and I have not heard ahead of time. I'm sorry, I sent them late. And we're back. Andrew, even if you had sent them right on time, we would not have listened to them. It's how we roll. Kevin and I I've are been, rogue. I feel like, I feel like the, the curation's been decent recently. Mm. I don't know. I think so. Listeners, well, <laughs> just hashtag, hashtag decent no, lately. Because <laughs> stop doing this because every week someone does it. A few yeah. people do it. And we instantly forget what it was about. Yeah. So then we just get I a bunch of tweets forgot. that are like, hashtag Todd. Context. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we're like, I don't know what this is. At Yosis Races, hashtag not black. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's just yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> right. That one was that one was weird. Because I don't know if someone's mad at me. It's yeah. too much. Um, yeah. Yeah. We could do better. We could do. We, all three of us, yeah, all as three a group, together could do a better job with this bit. You know, all yeah. of us. That's true. All mm -hmm. of us. We share the blame equally. Uh -huh. Yeah, e mm -hmm, 100%. Tony and I will do a better job of stopping you when you start. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But not today. not today. I literally, not a joke, have forgotten what I, what I said. Ask them to tweet already? Great. Yeah. So, uh, boy, is it going to be a surprise when it comes up on Twitter. <laughs> all right, here we go. Hi, uh, Andrew, Tony, and, and all. Um, <laughs> I'm a white guy. I have a white coworker who, whenever asked, uh, like what's a what's a funny talent like a weird hidden talent you have? Uh, he says he can do an Aaron Neville uh, uh, <laughs> impression. Um, so he he sings like the the touch and feel of cotton, um, the fabric of our lives thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, the impression is fine. That's not really the issue. I uh, <laughs> the question is like, is that racist to be doing? An Aaron Neville voice, um, and uh, and should I talk to him about it? All right, thanks. Love the show. <laughs> uh, 
I really thought this was going to be like, that's not really the question. The issue is he's wearing a full and like he's wearing yeah. some horribly yeah. racist <laughs> item when he does it. Be like, yeah, that's just a little bit that. about him. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like this this falls under that like, look, if you're doing an impression of someone, uh, look, first of all, impressions are always going to be like tricky and weird and, and who knows. But yeah. if you're doing an impression of someone, if the defining characteristic of the impression is black, that's going to yeah. be bad. Like, I, I get uncomfortable when people do, like, Tracy Morgan impressions because a lot of times I can tell the first thing they think about with Tracy Morgan is his his dialect. Yeah. And But with Aaron Neville, that's such a specific, like, muffled tr- trumpet voice. Yeah. <laughs> muffled trumpet Muppet that, like, anyone doing that... I, I do not think, oh, you're imitating a black person. I think, oh, you're imitating this weird 1970s robot man that yeah. we all yeah. used to listen to. I, I This, I think, follow, falls under the, like, what's the actual useful response? Because it's like, on one hand, you're right, but, like, it doesn't extrapolate to any other situation, like, in, mm. in all likelihood. I like, mm-hmm. like, I think Tracy Morgan's a great example. Like, you hear it, and you're like... Yeah, that's not, that's, that's not right. Whereas, so it's like, yeah, I guess maybe specifically this era, but I do think it's like worth bringing up because like, if you bring it up and they get all defensive, because this is like the perfect thing of like something kind of innocuous. They can be like, that's kind of weird. And a racist will jump to, I'm not racist. Yeah. (laughs) Like right away. Yeah. I also think there's a good amount of people, this might be bullshit, but I know enough musicians that will do an Aaron Neville or like make Aaron Neville jokes. I wonder how many people even know he's black or or deaf or, or are even thinking of it. Not that that excuses yeah. it. And again, it only works in this setting. Yeah. yeah. This is like deep into like strictly unuseful advice. Like yeah. this doesn't <laughs> this doesn't get into any other impression. This doesn't no. necessarily talk of it's just like Beyond not enough information, like this, this we're legitimately not. We're talking to this one person. We're talking to one person. I'm curious how often this person does it. If this is like once a year at the Christmas party, it's like whatever. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, but if this is like it's Thursday yeah. at two, okay, everyone. They do it, it's yeah. like if they do it too much, it starts to feel racist. Yeah. If it's uh, very <laughs> frequent, I think that's a concerning. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's also <laughs> but so you're, like, but you're also yeah. right, Tony. It's like, yeah, th- this was probably fine, but there's a million possible exceptions, and any other impression is likely not fine. So, what is? Yeah. What are we talking about? I know, and then it gets into like, yeah, and then it gets into wild territory with like, I I don't know. I guess I still am hung up on the fact that it's like his sound is so wild and so not yeah. a stereotype of black people. Yeah. That what you're I imitating think, truly has nothing yeah. to do with race. This person just happens to be black that you're imitating. Yeah. I think that's right, but it it's like that like like many things, it's like the spirit of the advice on the show versus the facts of cuz you're like mm. it's like you're right on the facts, but saying it's not racist is only gonna lead people to like you know with with just some slight like two or three degree lateral moves it is racist Mm -hmm. and so why give them (laughs) why give them that inch that they will turn into the racist mile 
Because I want to hear the Aaron Neville impression. I bet it's pretty funny. I bet it's a good job. <laughs> if he's got one impression, I bet it's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> I'm right. curious to who, what other impressions they do, too. Like, that yeah. might be kind of telling. Yeah. Yep. I, maybe Maybe this is less true over the years. But I just feel like 90% of the time when people call in, there's like a reason. <laughs> Oh, because there's something else going on that we're not hearing about. And they're like, yeah, it's this like is this the guy. example because I only have a minute. But really, this dude be doing some other stuff. It always sort of feels like it. And maybe that is yeah. I'm mistaken about that. It's highly possible I'm incorrect. But well, sometimes we just know. have these sweet overthinking whites, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just you got to love them. Just keep on overthinking. Keep on overthinking, but not to our face. No. Just to yeah. your f- phone. Yeah, to yourself. Keep, keep what interesting advice, phone. because I feel like 90% of the voicemails, our response is, you're really overthinking this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there's been a shift. Both of those things could be true, which is yeah. they are overthinking it. It's certainly better than underthinking it. Yes. So, oh. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean you they're under- not overthinking it. Undercook something, you get salmonella, you know? Yeah. yeah. Overkick. It's just going to be tough on the teeth. Some people like it that way. Yeah. Some people w- eat, w- eat a well-done filet mignon. Mm-hmm. Tough we on love the teeth. Them. <laughs> tough on the teeth. <laughs> well, if you braise it all the way. That's true. And I guess an again. undercooked filet mignon is still kind of okay for you. I'm not doing, I'm not really doing great with analogies today. I don't know. I like this one. Uh, yeah. Disagree. <laughs> okay, Disagree. Great. You're just expanding our minds about what an analogy can do. Yeah, catch me on Twitter Spaces live. I'm going to be talking about what men need to do to keep their women. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Uh, wow, we really we're we're filibustering the fuck out of this episode. We should do one yeah, more voicemail. Man. We got another voicemail to do. Hi, Andrew, Tawny, and yes, or whoever else is there. Uh, my come, I'm white dude. Uh, my company does white collar work. Um, we recently celebrated Lunar New Year, um, is one of their diversity, uh, trying to show that they're diverse and inclusive. However, um, I noticed that they were primarily leveraging our Chinese coworkers to organize and decorate and do all, and basically just, just put the whole thing together. And also, they do like stuff like international potlucks where, you know, they have every non-white uh, colleague, you know, basically cook for everyone else. And that strikes me as better than bad, but not good. And it's like, <laughs> okay, when companies try to, like, support inclusion and diversity, it still feels bad. And... I just want to know, like, is, is professional culture just inherently white supremacist? And, like, this is just <laughs> wow. going to be always zoomed out. weird and <laughs> the best that we can expect. Um, I just want to get your read on that. And that's just it. It just, everything's weird and feels bad. Uh, love your show. Hope you're well. Bye-bye. Aw. Aw. That's fine. I might have a black eye. Um, I'm so, this is so easy, I'm annoyed. Yeah, oh. Right? Just, 
just pay people. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> That's so yes. easy. It's like uh, uh, Ashley Nicole Black had a tweet that was like, this Black History Month, if your Black History Month uh, uh, awareness initiatives at your com- company involve uh, getting a Black person to set up a bunch of shit for free, you have missed the point of Black History Month. Like, yes, of course, if you're going to honor Lunar New Year at your white-ass workplace, yeah. you should ask the people who celebrate it to lead that effort, but you just need to pay them. Make it optional. Yeah. Be like, would you like to participate in this? Here is the fee for doing this work. Thank you so much. The end. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the thing that's like, th- this is like just such a, it, I, I will say I'm like impressed uh, or like uh, the, the caller phrased it in a way that I hadn't thought of, but it's like absolutely true, which is like, like, when it comes to like actually serving, like making food and serving people, it's like becomes very concrete that it's like, you know, a very concrete version of like a sort of truth that I think people of color say and feel. But again, something like this makes it like very obvious, which is like, we all have to do extra work that is outside of our actual job description in any like workplace. Um, there's just extra work that has to be done that is like, and and like often it's like small and little and like, um, you know, just like you, the, the responsibility of either saying or not saying or doing something about like, you know, whether it's racism or whatever kind of bigotry or like just, you know, diversity or inclusivity or proportional correct representation or any of that shit. Like, even if we do nothing, we still had to think about whether we were going to do something. And that's not something that white people had to do. Like, it's just like at the margins, but perpetual. It's just like if everything, if every like second of your workday comes with like a 3% higher cost because you're a person of color or any other marginalized type of person, like, sure, that doesn't sound like much at any given moment, but like, like we've, we've... Tony and I have been talking about, uh, you know, just gambling a lot. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe try to just try to figure out some sort of scheme to go to Las Vegas. But uh, like a 3% perpetual margin, that's what banks are built on. Like that's what Vegas is built on. A 3% edge per- repeated over and over and over and over and over mm. and over again is fucking immense. And that's not even without getting into the like obvious things, you know, just like 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 big overt um racism. But just like I I feel like the phrase microaggression has rolled over into eye roll territory, but it's yeah. like what how else are you gonna describe it? Which is like it's not it, here's why. Because like microaggression makes it sound small. But the the thing that's that isn't being communicated is like it's like compound interest. Yeah. That's the whole fucking thing with compound interest. They, they, yeah, they teach this to, to like, you know, middle school kids. Exponential growth is fucking enormous. And yeah. micro taken to the infinity power, which is what this is, you know, mm-hmm. seconds in a lifetime power, is fucking huge. That's like empire building. So, like, that's that's why it's like, you know frustrating and and like that's the perspective change people of color like Mm -hmm. feel it even if they don't always express it and white people cannot see it but the thing is it has immense fucking effects wow it's like thank you guys for letting me talk so long i apologize no that was good that was really good and if i may here's an analogy i'm gonna try i'm gonna try it's like 
someone handing you something small, like let's say a little baby bunny rabbit. Mm-hmm. And then, but then they somebody else hands you another little baby bunny and you're like, I'm fine. I'm holding two bunny rabbits. But then those bunny rabbits have bunny rabbits. Hell yeah. Or, or for my Trek family, a tribble. Someone hands yes. you a tribble. We all know what happens with the tribbles. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're holding two tons of tribbles. Yeah. And they all came from different places or some came from out of nowhere. So you can't even be like, I'm specifically mad at the one person who gave me that tribble. You got to be like, well, it's been a long story. And it started with um, these people not wanting to call me by my given name because they wanted something anglicized. So like, it, you know, it you all think- starts with something small. How was that? <laughs> who's gonna Who's gonna tweet? Tribbles equals microaggressions, and no one, please, no one. How well I will block you. <laughs> I will block you if you tweet that at me. That is a promise. That is a promise. I'm dead fucking serious. I don't like this game, and I don't Check want out the Tawny will unblock you tier coming this year. <laughs> it's gonna be a thousand dollars. Yeah, that one probably needs to be real money because Tawny really only uh, I'll block the shit for, out of you for good reasons. If anyone tweets anything Hashtag. at me, I will block you. Any series of words, if you tweet at me, I will block you. I'm so serious. I want nothing to do with any correspondence. I want no uh, people just sweating trying to figure out how they can compliment Tawny. Nope, I don't need the compliments. I have friends for that. Thank you all so much. Boy, this is... We're really setting ourselves up for... A night, a nightmare uh, release day of this one. Happy Valentine's Day, folks. I guess that was two couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Who cares? I hope you hope you did something fun. I don't I know. Think Valentine's Day is dumb, but no offense if you like it. Yeah. Happy Valentine's Day. Who cares? Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. This has been Yo is this racist? Three two three three eight nine seven two two three. That's three two three three eight nine race. race. Oh, what else happens? Um, listen to the booze hustle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the booze hustle. Uh, if you listen to any of our episodes of Drink Culture in the Suboptimal Bundle, our our co-host Kristen has gone off and done her own very cool podcast. You can get it anywhere. It's for free called The Booze Hustle. She interviews experts and winemakers and whiskey people, and they just get nerdy about, about booze, and you learn stuff, and it's funny, and Kevin produces it. They did a great job. Thank you. Uh, what else? Suboptimal Kevin, pods. Kevin J. Bartelt, suboptimalpods.com, suboptimalpods on Instagram and not Twitter. What was I going to say? Um, no, we don't do that. But uh, no, what I was going to say is go there to see Tawny's a bonkers shirt. Yeah. That shit is, that shit is like. It's real. It's real good. It's, it's wild in a way. Well, also because like when you first logged into the Zoom, I just saw the top of it. I couldn't mm-hmm. quite make out what Turner's was about. And then like as you like stood up to reveal it, it is like just an incredibly unnerving illustration. <laughs> I, I love it. It's like so like in the sweet spot of just like yeah. only I, truly only the internet. Like what in what world would you ever be able to buy this? Like pre prior to the internet. Bye everybody. <laughs> Bye. This is so